0: Welcome to The Work Camper Show, brought to you by WorkCamper.com. This podcast helps you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. Each one of our episodes will introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to work camping opportunities all around the U.S. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber.
1: Today, we're going all the way up to the last frontier to speak with an employer about an incredible opportunity to experience the vast Alaskan wilderness, but from the comfort of a unique lodge. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your WorkCamping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. Michael Rigo is the owner of Wrangell Mountains Wilderness Lodge, which is in a very remote part of Alaska, about 200 miles from the Canadian border. The lodge is actually located within the Wrangell-St. Elias National Park and Preserve, the lodge itself is 60 years old, but Michael bought it five years ago. There's a volcano nearby, along with a historic mine, but people come to the lodge for its natural scenery. The area is home to one of the largest migrations of golden eagles in the world. People must be intentional about visiting the lodge. It is not a place people will encounter while traveling around Alaska. The facility consists of five cabins and several guest rooms in the main lodge. About 110 guests booked reservations this year, and Michael hopes to double that in 2024. He's looking to hire five work campers next year. Guest associates help prepare meals, do gardening, and clean the cabins or rooms whenever necessary. He is also looking for maintenance and landscaping workers who also help shuttle guests to nearby sites. One work camper is needed as a full-time cook. The lodge is completely off-grid and self-sufficient when it comes to electricity, so work campers can only tap into about 10 to 15 amps of service. However, work campers can stay in the lodge or cabins if they desire. The season starts around May 15th and ends between September 20th and October 1st, depending upon the weather. Work campers are expected to put in 36 to 40 hours a week, but can work up to 60 hours if they desire. The jobs start at $15 per hour and can go up to $22.50 depending upon experience and the ability to work without supervision. Work campers receive a travel stipend if they complete their commitment and they also share in any tips left by guests for their rooms or meal service. Work campers can also use the lodge's equipment such as canoes, bicycles, or basic camping equipment. To tell us more about this unique opportunity, please welcome Michael Regal, the owner of the Wrangell Mountains Wilderness Lodge, to the show. Thanks for joining me, Michael. I really appreciate the time. Tell us a little bit about the Wrangell Mountains Wilderness Lodge and where it's located up there in Alaska.
0: Uh, thank you very much, Greg, as well, for having me. We are a very remote lodge on the road system, basically about 200 miles from the Canadian border. We are inholding in Wrangell-St. Elias National Park, so that means our property is actually surrounded by parks property we this lodge that we purchased five years ago has been operating for about 60 years and it was more of a hunting guiding outfit but we have since segued into catering to people who actually want to come and see the park and the majority of our guests are here because they have a list of parks that they want to see and we have great volcanoes we have Great old historic mine, almost the size of Kennycott down at the end of the road. We have great wildlife and scenery, and we have the largest golden eagle migration in the world here. We have Park Service scientists that come and stay with us in April. uh, We have a mass swan migration, so we are uh, pretty much a a birder's paradise, and (laughs) we are in the the middle of nowhere down a, a gravel road. And since we purchased to the property five years ago, we've done massive upgrades and we have in-suite cabins now, and we're going to do a big upgrade and include hopefully two years completed by the spring. And uh, we do have, so we have a third, we get ahead of schedule. And what we do for business is that we basically have guests that we cater to because we don't have enough through traffic. We are a destination. We Serve our guests through cabin rental and meal services, which are very unique dishes such as Copper River salmon pie or a halibut curry three-course meal. We are also offering a shuttling service down to the end of the road next year, and we're looking for some help for the 2024 season.
1: How many work campers are you looking to hire?
0: We are looking to hire up to five work campers this year. Nobody's going to do the same job every day. There are multiple jobs because we are a small operation. We only have a, a capacity for 20 people at the most, It's five cabins and a couple guest rooms. So we're looking for a couple uh, guest associates and my ad has not gone out yet, but it will be out in the very near future and the guest associates will put their time between helping prep dinners and doing some gardening and also cleaning some of the cabins when we have to turn our rooms around. We're also looking for a maintenance groundskeeper and not only doing the maintenance and the groundskeeping, they will also assist us in the shuttle service in and, and part of their day. We're looking for a full-time kitchen lead or cook to help us prep the meals and make the meals.
1: That's quite a few people. Are you looking primarily for solos or are you open to couples and even families with teenagers? Yeah, we're open
0: to everybody. We we do realize that we are quite a ways up the Alaska Highway and it costs quite a bit of mileage and fuel to get up here. And so we do offer like a, a travel stipend if you complete the season. We also do, if that's not a, a feasible option for you our employees we also have guest housing which are log cabins and they're heated and they are we i think we'll have three available for guest housing one is a three bedroom 200 square foot so it's big enough for a family and there's another couple smaller ones in the the five and 400 foot range
1: so the Work campers who would be staying there, can they stay in the lodging themselves or would they be able to use their RVs?
0: They are able to use their RVs and that's what we've had in the past. If that is the option that they want to take, we do have some power, but we are off grid and that is the biggest hurdle that we have is that the power consumption that we can provide is probably... Less than what our work campers are used to in the commercial areas down in the States. So the max that I can provide is a, like a 10 to 15 amp service at the most.
1: Okay. That's important information for people to know. I'm assuming these are seasonal positions.
0: They are seasonal positions. We're looking for help between, and it can be completely negotiable, but our season starts May 15th, and it ends September 20th to October 1st, depending. It starts to get uh, a little bit colder this time of year. That is that is our peak season, and we only had, last year, we had approximately 100. This season, we had 110 reservations, and next year, we're hoping that we double it.
1: Very good. How many hours a week do the work campers typically put in?
0: We... We also recognize that work campers are here for different reasons. Some want to work and live and enjoy the park and others are interested in income stream. So we are completely negotiable on that. And we would like the minimum for a work camper for 36 to 40 hours a week. But we're also willing to go up to 60 hours a week with certain individuals who want to.
1: So overtime is available for people who are really industrious and want to come up there to work. Absolutely. And what kind of compensation do you provide?
0: Compensation that we provide is not only a RV spot, if they want to take their their living accommodations up here, but we can also do guest housing. And then our positions start at $15 an hour and they can go up to approximately 22 2250 depending on the ability for work campers to not be basically supervised and take the lead along those lines and we also offer a travel stipend for completion of the season from 500 to $1000 depending on where they're coming from and also tips in for the meal service operation and from our guests are shared.
1: That's a nice perk.
0: And we also have, as far as benefits go, we have equipment that work campers are able to use in order to go see the park, such as they want to go hiking because of numerous hiking trails. We have some canoes and and paddles and we got a couple lakes within 300 yards of the lodge, and we have a bigger one where we have pedal boats and john boats. We have bicycles that go down the actual road and enjoy themselves. And then we'll also offer some basic camping equipment, a stove and a a tent and some sleeping bags if somebody wants to go out and actually explore the wilderness that we live in.
1: I do have a couple of questions about that area. If someone were to drive up in their RV are the roads paved or are they off are they all like gravel
0: it's a very good question so it's a mix of both so the road is paved up until 14 mile up to the Besner road and we live at 28 mile but the road is paved again between 25 mile and our place so there's approximately nine miles of gravel road to get to our place and Sometimes it can be a uh, challenge with the state DOT, but majority of the time, the reason why we bought our place, it's the last of the maintained road. And after us is a series of low water crossings and basically the heart of the wilderness and the mountains close in on both sides and you have views of sheep, moose, and we also have a great caribou migration in October.
1: Oh my, that would be beautiful. When I'm looking at on the map for the Wrangell Mountains Wilderness Lodge, it's right on the edge of green and white. Does that mean it's really close to a glacier?
0: My wife and I, we actually took a wheeler, we went to the end of the road and we went approximately five miles towards the Nabesna River and we were able to see the Nabesna Glacier, which you're referencing, but we are within 20 miles of a glacier but being able to actually go out and touch it is not really obtainable in the summertime but what we do have is we have great views of 16,000 foot peaks such as uh, Mount Sanford to our south and then we have the Mentastas and you really can't tell it from the maps but we are in the middle of three mountain ranges that you can see from our property.
1: It sounds absolutely spectacular. Like it'd be a very uh, wonderful place to visit. I'm sure the northern lights are visible from that area too.
0: Yeah, within two days ago, we had great northern lights. And we're seeing them in August and we're seeing them in May. And depending on the weather and the weather here is better than the rest of interior that I've seen we always have sunny skies when it could be cloudy on the coast and you really never know what's going to happen here and <laughs> within an hour you can have everything from snow, rain, hail, wind and it'll be sunny, it'll be the most the, the most beautiful day that you've ever seen. It's a magnificent place.
1: It sounds like it. What kind of traits and qualifications are you looking for in work campers?
0: In our lodge associates. Basically, we would love to have anybody who has had any prep or kitchen experience and also cleaning experience. In our groundskeeper, it'd be great if they had any groundskeeping experience or gardening experience. And this goes for basically all of our positions. We do require all of our positions to get a Food handlers card in the state of Alaska, and we all will compensate our employees to do so, and then also get our TAMS card. But what beyond those cap, uh, experience profiles, and also with our kitchen a cook or our lead cook, we're looking for also kitchen experience. But the number one would be anybody in the hospitality industry who values the guest experience as a number one value. We are willing to train anybody in all of these categories. We are not hands-off ownership. We do all of our jobs and we have Ryan the lodge for the last five years with some help. But majority of it is that we are everybody, everyone, including my children are more than helpful to help explain any job duties and we're willing to train the right people and anyone who would be willing to put the guest experience first or we can put the job
1: second what is a TAMS card you had mentioned that a little while ago
0: it's basically a card to run our bar and so we have a couple liquor licenses so we have a tavern and a package store as well and so It allows you to be certified with the Alaska Alcohol Control Board, and allows you to serve our guests.
1: Super. Do the work campers need any special skills or training?
0: I think that if they have the right attitude, that is probably as much skills and training as they need. But we definitely like people that have been in the hospitality industry before and are willing to put our guests first. Fair enough. We do have for our groundskeeper, we do have, and everyone who's willing, we have a ride on lawnmower. We have some heavy equipment that we use time to time and there'll be training opportunities in that. And also if people are interested, we can teach them some power generation fields because we do make our own power. And I used to run a couple Powerhouses and are very skilled in the, in that aspect of things. We also can teach them as far as gardening techniques and things along those lines if they're interested in creating their own place and where they are self sufficient, because that's where we're at. We're 200 miles, 100 miles from the closest grocery store, but from the closest stoplight, we are closer, we are 300 miles away.
1: A hundred miles to the closest grocery store. That means you're not going to go out for milk if you need it.
0: No, sir. Mm -hmm. No. So we have multiple storage facilities for food here, and that's one of the reasons why we offer, in part of our compensation package, is a a meal per shift.
1: Oh, very good. Some other. Things about that particular area because it's up in Alaska. Do people have to worry about freezing in their tanks and things like that, or is it relatively above freezing most of the time they'd be up there? For
0: our season, it would be above freezing for the majority of the time. September, right now, in the last like September 10th through the 20th, I would say it's going to get below freezing, and then also. There's an occasion between May 15th and June 1st. It'll get below freezing.
1: Is propane available to the RVers that come up? The closest
0: propane that we have is a 100 miles away, but we actually keep some tanks on site. Okay. And so we're self-sufficient when it comes to bear supplies and things along those lines. If we're campers need something, we'd be able to usually provide it.
1: I would imagine that somebody might like to have a heater up there if it's going to be that cold and you don't have enough electricity available for them to really tap into that and keep it going.
0: And like I said, if it's in the shoulder season and their RV is not sufficient at those temperatures, if it's winterized, we could put them in our guest housing until it gets warmer on their shoulder season. So the first two weeks of it. Is a problem, we could put them in our three individual guest cabins or our guest housings.
1: I understand that you're thinking of expanding for next year. Does that mean you're going to need work campers with construction or building experience?
0: Absolutely. And even our ad is going to have work campers or starting in May. But if somebody wanted to come up earlier, we'd be more than willing to have them, especially with construction experience.
1: You said that they're going to be working about 36 to 40 hours a week, and there are more hours available if they'd like it. Uh, do they have regular time off?
0: Yes. So depending on the individual, we'd be willing if they want to do a four ten schedule for 40 hours a week with three days off, we can do that. If they want to work five days a week, at 10 hours a day, that'd be great. But I'd love everyone to work a nine and a half to 10 hour day um and as much time off as that allows
1: okay so so it,
0: the the most days off would be approximately three days off with a four-day work week but we if our work campers want uh, more work then we could do that and even work with blocks of time off and if they need any breakaway time and they need to leave the lodge. We understand that we're a small family operation. And so we do realize that everybody's an individual just like us and everybody has different needs and we're not a big institution that has rules and we're willing to work with anybody.
1: Okay. How far are you from Anchorage?
0: We are about 280 miles.
1: Okay. So that's most of that is paved it looks like except for a little (laughs) stretch by your area. So it would take Somebody would like to probably need to take a day or two to go there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's approximately five and a half hours to Anchorage, and it's about the same as Fairbanks, five and a half, six hours to either one of those locations. And that's where we go to get all of our groceries. Okay. There are smaller towns, Token and Glen Allen, Tok for fuel, groceries, and basically anything is better than going to Glen Allen for those because of the cost of goods. But the costs in those places are at least 40% more than it is in acreage. And so we do occasionally take our own supply runs and we can run and get supplies for our employees if they don't want to get them themselves or vice versa. If employees are going, we'd be willing to compensate them for picking us some groceries
1: up. Okay. And you're recruiting right now for next summer. Absolutely. What's involved in the recruiting and hiring process?
0: Recruiting and hiring process is fairly simple. involving involves resumes that come to us and we'll review them and we will do an interview with selected applicants. And then we will work with the employees, certain conditions if they want to negotiate the contract. And we'll come up with a worker agreement and also run a background check. And we will have a work agreement for when they are set to show up. And like I said, we're going to put an ad out now and we're going to recruit primarily for May 15th through September 15th or 20th. And if somebody was willing to come up before then, we are more than willing to take.
1: What can a work camper do to really stand out if they'd like this job? Is there something they should be emphasizing in their interview or the application?
0: I guess the willingness to help out in any capacity and also making sure that they have some hospitality industry experience. Another one is that they have a love for the wilderness because we are remote. We have approximately 10 people in a 20 radial mile. And so, They just have to be confident in themselves enough that they can stand being in a place like this. And also, if they're a self-starter, that's also a very good point because here, although we are a small lodge, everybody will be doing a different task at a different time and we won't be overseeing everybody. And we expect our employees to work independently in some aspects and also have the ability to work with others.
1: So how could people get more information if they'd really like to know about the lodge or the kinds of things that they'd be doing?
0: There's a couple different ways. One, you could email us at Wrangelodge. that's W-R-A-N-G-E-L-O-D-G-E at gmail.com. You could check our website for the same contact information, and that's e 28 miles.com at 28mile.com. You can also look on Instagram or Facebook. The Instagram is at 28 Mile and our Facebook is Wrangle ES Lodge. And they can also give us a call, which is more than appropriate. We are phone people as well. Our number is 907-331-6550. And you'd like to speak to either myself, which is Michael, or my wife is Victoria. And you might have somebody else in some phone, but it'll be our children and they'd be more than willing to point you in the right direction as well. But we are coming off of a, a strong season, our best one yet. And we are expanding the operation where we are, we have two in suite cabins now and three four dry cabins but what we're doing is we are changing out some of our dry cabins for some in-suite yurts that we have being shipped up from the Lower 48 and hope to have those completed but i do plan on having some of our work campers assist in us building our third yurt and so there'll be a different construction experience as well with assisting us with that
1: very good It doesn't sound like it's a traditional work camping job up in Alaska where people are going to be working but have time to go out and explore all of the little towns and things like that. Because it's remote, it sounds like people are going to be there most of the time. Is that correct? If they want to be.
0: But the time off, and so when you get in remote Alaska, everything is spread out. And even in going from Anchorage to get to Homer is approximately two or three hours so we are situated in the heart of the wilderness and you have toque within 100 miles you have the canadian border within 190 miles chicken is 150 miles and so all the towns in alaska are spread out by about 100 miles but within a day you get anywhere you wanted to be and if they wanted to have extra time to go down on a trip to Homer, we're more than willing to do that. Or if they want to go see Dawson city, which is at least a two day trip, we're more than willing to offer a base camp for them to go and explore the States. And we are where, I don't know how to put this in me being a, I'm from Alaska. It is hard to find authentic Alaska And if you go to a lot of the smaller towns, you might not find it. They're nice little places, but we are in the heart of authentic Alaska.
1: Like I said, it sounds like an amazing opportunity. So other things that work campers can do up there, they might be able to take a couple days off and go to Denali. Is that right? You had mentioned Anchorage.
0: Yeah, they they get to Denali. So Denali is one of the other largest visited parks and where the ring center lies. And so you can take a... Basically, from here to get to the Denali Highway is approximately 150 miles. Takes me about three hours to get to the Denali Highway, and then it's a, a scenic journey, which is another three hours, and then you're in uh, the heart of Denali Park.
1: That sounds so cool. This is a wonderful opportunity for somebody who likes to, who would like to experience Alaska as it was originally discovered, and the way that people lived there for many years, and in a very beautiful and pristine part of the state. So I encourage people who like that kind of thing to give you a call right away to set up an appointment for an interview.
0: Absolutely, and we look forward to at least having a conversation, even if they're interested in the area. We do have, uh, with what you said, see Alaska the way that it was originally found, that's where we're at and that's what the heart of our guests are, whether they be international guests or from uh, all across the United States, they are here to see the park the way it was intended to be and it's not commercialized and so there is not real laws or any type of stipulations as far as making a fire in the park or actually going hiking or you could park on any side of the road here in this park. There is a vast ability to enjoy it the way that you want to enjoy it, have your own individual experience.
1: It would certainly be unique, that's for sure. And if people wanted to see, and get a flavor for what it would be like to live up in that area, they can just go to your website at at.com and look at the photo gallery. I'm just looking at some of these things and you catch some massive fish up in that area.
0: Yeah, we, that's part of the reason why they started the lodge in uh, 1960. It's, if you have more than a couple minutes, I could go through. So they, and the owner of the lodge worked for the state of Alaska and he stole a bridge from the state. He hauled it up here with state of Alaska equipment. He built it with state of Alaska equipment, and then he was asked from the state to retire. And so our lodge is actually built out of big hemp timbers that you're never going to see anywhere. But they built this lodge because of our vast natural resources. A mile away, we have a lake that has, they're smaller, they're like seven or eight pound lake trout, and there's four and five pound bourbon. But if you go eight miles from that, then you get into a 30 pound massive lake trout and. In 15-pound brevet. The, the history of this road in itself was basically for a a large mining operation and the gold was so rich that they were getting like 200 ounces to the ton. They used to fly it out of this lake in 1920s hmm. and then we we're instrumental in the actual making of the Alaska Highway with the Reeds Airfield and my neighbors, they documented documented they're Uh, Alaskans and they their family has been here for over 120 years and their knowledge is amazing so this is truly the most remote place that you can get on the road system (laughs) and still be to a town within two hours and we're remote but you still have the ability that the road is plowed year-round we have mail service that shows up three times a week and we do allow our work campers to get mail. So that is not a problem with that being remote or getting groceries through like Amazon or Walmart or eBay. And we also have ourselves, we have three dogs. And so we allow our work campers, if they want to bring dogs, that's more than fine. If they are good dogs, they don't necessarily have to be on a leash, but it's more of a working together for the same operation. That's the, awesome. The same goal.
1: Thank you so much, Michael. I've really appreciated this. I uh, enjoyed the conversation quite a bit, and it sounds like a remarkable place to spend a summer. And uh, thank you for sharing this opportunity with us.
0: Thank you very much, Greg. I really appreciate the opportunity to try to communicate what we have here. I explained the uniqueness of this place and how much of a unique and special once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I saw this was. As far as purchasing the lodge five years ago, and I'm from hundred miles away, I really honestly believe this is the best place in Alaska with having the ability to go do whatever you want to do, especially if you like the outdoors.
1: Super. Thank you again for your time.
0: Thank you very much, sir. I hope you have a great day.
1: I enjoyed speaking with Michael Regold, the owner of Wrangell Mountains Wilderness Lodge, about this very unique opportunity for work campers to experience a remote and very scenic part of Alaska. The area is really remote. The road is paved, except for about 9 miles of gravel to get to the lodge itself. The closest grocery store is 100 miles away, and the closest stoplight is 300 miles away. In fact, only 10 Alaskans live full-time within 20 miles of the lodge. Yet, work campers get to enjoy watching plenty of sheep, moose, and caribou. It's about 20 miles from a glacier, but surrounded by mountains with 16,000-foot peaks. The northern lights also make an appearance upon occasion. Work campers will have time to enjoy the Alaskan wilderness. Michael allows them to set up schedules to work four 10-hour days in order to enjoy three days off in a row. they'd like to visit Fairbanks or Anchorage, it's about six hours to either location, But when they do, work campers can be compensated for making supply runs to the big cities on behalf of the Lodge. No really technical skills are required to work at Wrangell Mountain Wilderness Lodge. However, having the right attitude is essential. The ability to work well without supervision is a big plus. Michael would like to talk to people who have food prep or kitchen experience, as well as people who have construction experience. He will train work campers for other tasks, such as helping to maintain the power generation system. Yet the work isn't too difficult. Even Michael's teenage children can do many of the jobs. Michael is accepting applications right now for work starting next May. For more information, visit www.at28mile.com or send a resume to wrangellodge at gmail.com. That address has three L's in Wrangellodge. Lodge. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. If you have more questions and answers when it comes to work camping and the RV lifestyle, then don't worry. Work Camper News has your back. Attend a free monthly work camping Q&A webinar to get your questions answered. Each month, the knowledgeable team behind WorkCamper.com hosts a free live webinar where they answer questions submitted by folks just like you, who are learning about the RV lifestyle, just getting started, or been work camping for a while. They cover topics like what kind of work camping jobs are available, what do those jobs pay, tips for writing a Workcamper resume, questions to ask an employer, what type of RV is best, how to get your mail as an RVer, and much more. In the description of each video, you'll find a list of questions that were answered so you can quickly jump to the sections you want to hear. Register for the next live webinar at workcamper.com forward slash answers. Or listen to detailed answers now by watching the recordings of past Q&A webinars on the Work Camper News YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Work Camper. And then click on Q&A on Work Camping Playlist. That's all I have for this week's show. Next time I'll be speaking with the CEO of Adventure Genie about an exceptional app to help work campers and RVers better plan their trips. So be sure to tune in for that interview. Thanks for listening. Have an enjoyable fall.